Dirtballs, before we start today's show, I want to remind everybody that our friends at Manscaped are giving away a perfect package kit this Father's Day for a lucky Dirtball and his father. That's right, guys. All you need to do is tweet at Manscaped, M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D, and say why you deserve their perfect package kit for you and for your dad. It's that simple. You can tag us in the tweet as well. One lucky dirtball will be getting that with his father. Father's Day is about two weeks away. So tweet at them, tweet at us, and uh, enter to win. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host live from Venice Beach, California, Joey. No chill, Prano. Hello, Andrew. How you doing, bud? I am doing okay. How you doing? How's Cincinnati? Oh, it's good, but man, the humidity. I can see that you're in the basement. I am. Yeah, you got that Rembrandt lighting coming in through those top windows. They're yeah. not boarded up. I see Walt has not boarded up your windows. So the, no. riots, the riots have not moved to the sleepy confines or whatever white neighborhood you live in. Yeah, the, the 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 protected bubble that I'm in, which which I'm fully aware of, uh, are safe. So um, yeah, it's good. Like I said, the humidity is killing me. Um, it's no joke. How, what what is like the temperature there right now? Temperature. I ran today. I almost died. Let me look up my phone. I almost died. It's claiming 81. When I ran, it was 89. I'm gonna have to give you. Uh, I'm gonna have to update your free fly hat, dog. It looks like get that that free fly hat's getting uh, getting worn in from you from you running. I got a fresh one. It's too small for my head. It's all you, dog. Get get it fresh. Oh, really? Yeah. This this thing's got some serious uh, sun action. And my little brother just got a new house, and he has a pool, and I've been spending a lot of time there with him and his kids. So, oh yeah, this, this thing is uh, this thing has gotten some uh, serious mileage on it. Well, there's talk of me going to St. Louis with the lady in uh, in a couple of weeks, and I am not looking forward to that Midwest humidity. Well, it's not just the humidity; it's like today, the humidity or, or the the heat is there, and then it pours rain for 20 minutes. Yeah, and now it's back to no rain, and I'm looking at my phone, and it's you know going to thunderstorm tonight. It's dude, you should watch. I know I've talked about it, Cat Williams on like a very first special that he performed at the Taft Theater in downtown Cincinnati in like 2005. It wasn't a big release, but Comedy Central ended up releasing it later. He does a whole bit on Cincinnati weather where he's like, you go outside with an umbrella, shorts, a winter coat. He's like, you will wear it all in an hour. Like, cause it's just, it's so uh, all over the map. 
in these in these uh, unprecedented times of Black Lives Matter, I don't think you're allowed to do Cat Williams anymore. I can't. I don't think so. <laughs> I, I don't. Know, I don't. I don't know the rules, but I'm pretty sure that's on it. <laughs> really? I can't do Cat. <laughs> I love doing Cat. I, I, saw, I saw Cat live in San Diego in 2008, second row seats in like a big theater. How was that? It, it I was, feel like we've talked about this. Yeah, we did. It was, it was, uh, it was funny because me, I went with my buddy who was white, my other buddy who was uh, Mexican, and we were no live. He only, we were like the only non-black people for like 30 rows. And he, he didn't even call us out. We were second row. Come on, Cat. Yeah, you, you sit second row at a Cat Williams show to get called out. I mean, come on. But he doesn't do crowd work, or at least that show he didn't. None. Yeah. I've seen him, I've seen him kind of lose it on the crowd, but yeah, you don't, you don't know. He's not known for doing a ton of crowd work. Yeah. Do you think comedy will ever come back? Uh, it sounds like it's coming back in certain places. I don't know uh, how that's going so far. I haven't talked to any of the folks that I know who have done shows outside of, uh, outside of L.A., but um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing from those people. Yeah. I think, I think it'll be back in some form. I mean, at this point, people are ignoring the coronavirus. Oh, it's done. Should I share my, my theory? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you had a theory. I, I want to say before before you get into your theory, like on a serious note, before you, you know, go down an Andy Ruther, like, economic conspiracy, I think that one thing, because I see a lot of, I see a lot of people that are doing this, like, oh, two weeks ago, everybody was upset that uh, people were out protesting uh, businesses being closed, and suddenly they don't care. Uh, I think that one thing is important is that there are protests going on right now in spite of a pandemic instead of two weeks ago where people were protesting a pandemic, which is, I think, a very uh, important line to. Well, I, I, I don't think people were protesting the pandemic. When, I you think don't, when, when you refuse to wear a mask into a supermarket, you're protesting a pandemic. OK, you're saying I don't care. And I don't care what you think, I refuse to wear a mask. You're protesting a pandemic. Well, fair enough. I, I think people, that instance, true. I also think people, Joe, were protesting the government telling them they to shut down businesses, which I think I've been pretty consistent. I think we both have. I don't like the government personally telling me that I have to shut down a business or I can't go somewhere, just like I don't like the government telling me that I have a curfew. To me, they're the same thing. Right. You're giving me orders. You're telling me I can't do something. And, and I don't like that. And, and, but, and again, that, that's the thing is like, you know, we had this idea that there was a uh, virus going around and people could get sick. They didn't give us a curfew then, you know? They just said social distance, this is still open, that's still open, this is whatever. I mean, now they're saying you can't leave your house after this time. Also, no one was getting like attacked for being outside. It's just how everything's being handled and how, it, how, how it's handled differently. But before you go into your thing, what I wanted to say was uh, Chris Redd, who's on SNL, who I was lucky enough to work with at Montreal, 
and uh, became kind of friendly with there and, and a couple of other times hanging out with him uh, in the last couple months. Uh, he started a uh, GoFundMe that I shared on my Instagram and I retweeted on Twitter. And it was, uh, he's raising money for people who basically knowingly are going to get coronavirus by being out protesting, that they are putting their own health at risk knowingly um, to go out and, you know, argue that black lives do matter and that cops are pieces of trash and all that stuff that I think is, is important. So uh, go to my Twitter and, and scroll back a little bit or just go to Chris Red's anything. Um, Cause I think of all the things that there's, everybody's going like, donate to this, donate to this bail fund and donate to whatever. And there's tons of things to donate right now. And I'm not saying that one is any better than the other, but I think a cause within a cause uh, was something that really interested me. And I threw a couple bucks at because it's like, yeah, people are going out again, despite the fact that there's a pandemic going on. And I, I think that's a cool thing to, uh, to support. Well, he, here's my Andy Ruther. It's not even a conspiracy theory. It's, it's just a hypothetical idea. I think in a way, the protest and even the rioting and looting those are obviously all kind of different things, might actually accelerate the economy quicker. So, so this is my crazy idea, which I told you the other day, and I actually told my brother and my dad last night. So the government has issued all these restrictions for businesses that are opening up. And if you've been in a restaurant lately, it's, it's comical, I'll be honest, it's comical, how, how they're doing it. And to me, I, I don't really know what it necessarily does I'm not anti-science, but I also think you're getting government bureaucracy involved and it creates just all these hoops for everybody to jump through and it, and it gets kind of lost in the mix. My theory is this. So much looting happened over a billion dollars alone in the city of Minneapolis in property damage. That's one city. So many businesses were destroyed. I, my theory is that when they reopen, they're not going to abide by that you can only have 50%. They're not gonna abide by. And the health officials who threaten to shut them down will be too overwhelmed. If everybody does it, you can't enforce it, and then everything just stays open. Again, it's just a crazy idea. It's almost like it skipped months ahead because of awful property damage, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, everything's, everything's out of whack. Like, who knows? 2020 is canceled. I mean, we're, we're, we're heading toward, I mean, we're in June here. June. It's crazy. June. You know, it's just, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that we have basically seven more full months and sports. I mean, I got, and, and what's crazy is I got, I got hurt January 10th. I've been on lockdown for the entirety of 2020. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. I've been in Cincinnati almost 30 days. Yeah. But the NBA is coming back, baby. We back, baby. We are back. Now, what do we make of this? I, I think, obviously, it's great. July 31st. Seems weird that it would take that long. Okay, fine, whatever, as long as it's on the schedule. They're going to have 22 teams will be. I hate, I hate this, not going to lie. Yeah, and that's what I was going to bring up. Like, how much do we like this? 22 teams will be back. 
So there will be obviously the first eight seeds from each league. So that's makes 16 right there. And then you have the five, five West teams and one East team that are out of the playoffs. Correct. I just, I just don't understand this. I don't either. I don't understand this because to me, to me, it's very obvious to me. It's start the playoffs or bring back everybody that's in the top three See, you know, the top three teams away from game. Now, I know that they're basing this on teams that are sort of out of it based on how many games are going to be played when they come back pre-playoffs. So there's not going to be an opportunity if you're X amount of games out to get in. And I totally understand the uh, – I totally understand the Dame Lillard thing, which is like, why are you going to make me come back if I don't have a chance to win? If I don't have a chance to make the playoffs. So don't get me wrong. I understand that. But again, just the, the, the fairness of the whole thing in terms of who has to play who and this play in situation and whatever, it just almost seems like what they should have done is say, we're going to six teams in each conference, uh, make the playoffs. And we're going to do as a warm up. We're going to do these round-robin things for the last seed. You know what I mean? Yeah, so what they're doing is the playing tournament will have the number eight and number nine teams. If the ninth seed finishes the regular season within four games of the eighth, and in that case, the number eight seed enters a double elimination tournament and the number nine seed a single elimination tournament. So, you know, it's only from like a soccer thing. And that's not even really a tournament. That's just two. So then, then the, then the, the nine seed plays a two game series against the eight seed. And if the eight seed wins one game, they're in. Correct. The fuck is that? I don't know. I, it's, I, look, here, here's what I'm going to say. Uh, I don't want to criticize it too much because I don't want anybody to change their mind. Yeah. Let's just get basketball back. But this seems like a really wonky way to do it. It, it, almost, it almost just feels like, to me, say you're going to start, uh, you know, the playoffs July 31st and move back for two weeks before that, like an exhibition, like, week. Yeah. The, the vote was approved 29 to 1. Who was the one to center? Do we know? James Dolan. Pat was it? Had to be. I'm, Had to be. I'm, I'm pulling up the article now. Oh, it was not. Portland Trailblazers. Wow. But the Trailblazers are in, right? The Trailblazers, the Trailblazers will be involved. Yeah, correct. So, so this is the projected schedule, if you want to hear it all the way out. So they're going to have a training camp from July 9th through 11th. Then the season, including the playoffs and the championship, will go from July 31st to October 12th. So what happens between July 11th and July 31st? That's a great question. Because they're saying training camp is only three days, unless that was a typo on ESPN. Must be July 31st, right? I'm assuming. The draft lottery will be August 25th, so that will be in there. The NBA draft itself will be three days after the last possible game. 
October 15th. Free agency will start October 18th. Training camp then will start November 10th for the next. NBA going NFL style. They don't want any break in that. They're going to go, they're going to go season ends, free agency bonanza. You're right. And and then when is the season supposed to start again? December 1st, uh, 2020. And, and are they, do they have plans on playing a full season next year? I don't know, but this is all projected. None of this is set in stone. So you're right. The, the NBA, I think, is trying to follow the NFL model of, like, let's just keep it rolling. Andy, gun to your head right now, who's in the NBA Finals? Hmm. I, I, do, I really think this, this break is going to be really good for the Clippers. How so? Because they get the rest. And a lot of those guys were injured. But obviously, it's going to be good for LeBron, too, and the Lakers. What about the Nets? Is there any talk of KD, Kyrie returning for a Nets run? Stop that, Joe. Just stop. I mean, don't trust me. Look, I, I am of the opinion that Kyrie makes your team worse. So that's not neither here nor there. But, like, again, it's like the whole dangerous seven seed. Now, what about, what about in the East? Do you think this layoff and having like a shortened return or whatever, do you think that maybe helps a team like the Celtics? I was which I just literally going to say that. I think it helps Boston a lot. Maybe, maybe Toronto? And I think it hurts Milwaukee. I think it hurts Milwaukee. I do. Um, although Milwaukee, you know, hit the ground running this season and had the best record in basketball. So it's not like they – took time to gel or anything like that. True. I, th- I think what it does, I think it helps the teams with great coaching. Yeah. Which would be Boston. I think, I think nurse is a pretty good coach in Toronto. Yeah. I'll be real curious, man. This is, uh, Lakers, eighties return to the eighties. You want to, you want to Lakers Celtics? I mean, I don't want it. I'm saying, gun to your head right now like it, it's pretty high on my list I, I like it i'd like to see it to be honest that's that's a must-see tv and who knows let the conspiracy start if that happens but here we are again at disney you know disney world where it all started we, we started with china before the season started and we're ending in a company basically run by china yeah Conspiracy theories? I'm just saying. Put on that tinfoil hat, Sam Tripoli. Oh, Tripoli. Tripoli must be losing his mind. This whole thing has been a conspiracy. So LeBron doesn't speak out against China, and then China gives us the Wuhan virus so that LeBron can get a break, so that LeBron can get a uh, like. This is ridiculous. You don't need a tinfoil hat to know that this is all China's doing and that Michael Jordan won a championship even though Pizza Hut, as an entire organization, decided to poison the man. Also, this is, this is basically the Ar- Armenian genocide all over again. I'm stoked, man. And, and I agree with you, Joe. Here's the thing, Ruther. You owe us a bet. You have 
It's been six months. You were supposed you were supposed to do the Kobe thing, and then you went to the bag of bets, and you were supposed to jerk off a donkey and swallow his cum. That's the rule. Bag of bets. And if you don't do it, you know the rule. You get tortured like you're in the Armenian genocide. You said that if you weren't going to do the Kobe thing, that you were going to go into the bag of bets and pick three bets. You picked jerk off a donkey and swallow his cum. You picked finger Jason Tebow's butthole and then use the poop to make a dirty Sanchez on the fight nanny. And you selected shove a pack of unwrapped lifesavers up Arsh Fear's butt and then eat them. Those are the rules, Andy Ruther. This is a sports show. Oh, much needed laugh. Thank you. I wish it was sooner, though. You're right. I mean, let, let's call it. It's August, Joe. Like, this thing's starting in August. Okay, you said you use the gun in my head. I'm going to use the same gun back to your head. What starts quicker? NBA, Major League Baseball. Well, NBA, they have a they have something set, right? Yeah. And, and baseball, again, we talked about it, and I don't want to rehash. I don't want you know, do the same thing we do every episode. But like now, we're talking about baseball saying that if the players countered with like a hundred and fourteen game season or whatever, baseball saying we don't care, we won't play at all. Like Major League Baseball, like it's ridiculous. Yeah, we need sports, and and it's and it's so dumb. It's just like the clueless owners, once again, not knowing people are going to come back so fast. All they want to do is watch sports. All I want to do is go to a baseball game and have a beer. I'm ready to do it. I think you guys are all jackasses, and yet I can't wait to show up at your stadium and give you $16 for a beer and $25 for a michelada and $18 for a hot dog and all this shit. But you guys can't even fucking start the games. What do you say to those people? And I saw there wasn't many, but there was a few when Woj dropped the bomb yesterday. What do you say to those people who say sports don't matter going on at a time like this? Like there's people saying that I disagree personally. My stance is I think sports unifies us. And I think especially the NBA will they'll obviously be vocal and, and they'll let their players have freedom on it. Um, what do you think about that? I mean, it's just stupid. If, first of all, we're talking about sports starting July 31st. If we're still rioting in July, we've got a whole lot. We've got a lot bigger problems. Yeah, I agree. And, and by the way, this is coming from somebody who's not against it at all. I'm just saying, yeah. like, you, you know, there's, there's – I, I feel like we've – I feel like the people have shown – how much they care. I'm not saying it should end already, but it's not something that is sustainable for another two months. Yeah. What's been really fascinating to see is that the protests are global. Yeah. Like that's been really cool to see is that anyone trying to minimize or downplay what's happening should open a history book. And I, I've done a lot lately of reading editorials and the places in history. I mean, we, we have not, in America, we have not had these sort of protests since 1968 after MLK was assassinated 
and then Robert F. Kennedy. Like we, we just haven't had this. And on a global scale, from things I've read, I don't know if we've had this to, to see all these people unifying behind the cause. Like it, it really is a historical event that I think people really should fully understand and be aware of. And, you know, there's so much to unpack there. First of all, if you want to know what's wrong with the United States of America amongst a million things, it's look at how the protests are being handled in other countries. I mean, I saw a video from uh, New Zealand. The entire country is just walking down the same street. Yeah, I saw it. No one's getting tear gassed. No one's getting whatever. It's like because it's not a military state there where they're saying, if you don't go home, we're going to gas you. Um, there's, we live in a police state. We've lived in a police state for a long time. And I've only lived in New York and LA and, and a little bit in college. And I got to say, not a fan of Pennsylvania cops either. They're a, this state police in Pennsylvania has got a real Nazi vibe to them. But, uh, you know, the problem for me, and obviously there's racial issues here, there's like the Black Lives Matter movement, which I couldn't be more behind. And I know we're obviously going to talk about Drew Brees and Kaepernick. And we've, I've been pretty consistent on that the whole time. But pol like police reform, I, I couldn't be a more outspoken advocate of fuck the police, honestly. And I've reached out and I'll, I'll do this now because I reached out to two different dirtballs who over the amount of, over the course of the time that we've been doing this show have said, I'm a cop. I'd love to talk to Joe about his opinions on cops. If there's another one out there, uh, I, I'm, I'm interested in talking to a police officer. Surprise, surprise, the two that have reached out to us in the past turned out to be fucking assholes who... Uh, well, well, look, hold on, hold on. Like, can I hop in here? Like, we, sure. we, we have different opinions. Like, like I, I don't know. I, I think you're quick to call people assholes. Like, like how how are these people assholes. I, I, I'm giving, I tried to give the two guys who have reached out in the past saying that they wanted to talk to me an opportunity to talk to me again. And they're like, yeah, you're ignorant. You fucking hate all cops, blah, 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 blah. It's like, okay, I understand now's a time to be defensive. And it's like, I do hate all cops. And the reason I hate all cops is because the first thing you have to do to become a cop is take out a pen and grab a piece of paper and sign an application saying that you want to be a part of a system that has forever in the history of, of these people's lifetimes been broken, been wrong. Yeah, but but, been but Joe, I, I think, I think you sound very ignorant when you say I hate all cops. I, I, I just, I think you sound ridiculous. I'll be honest. Okay. That's fine. Like, like, again, again, you have to sign up to be a part of a system that attacks people. That's, so like, me say, saying, I, that's like me saying, I hate all priests because there's a, awful history and epidemic of totally, child molestation totally different because the, the the history in religion in police and it, like the hit the the history of priests let's let's take aside the homophobia and the homosexuality issue going back into the 60s and 50s and 40s where if you were gay they were like mm, Maybe you should become a priest and like forcing people into a job based on their sexual orientation that then surrounds them with like, be, oh, you have to be celibate, but you have to hang out with boys all the time or whatever. Like, I'm not saying pedophilia is can be justified, but I'm saying you're forcing a lot of times those people were forced into that system 
as opposed to being a police officer where you have to sign up to be a police officer. There wasn't a draft. So you can say, oh, I'm a good cop. You still, you can do good without saying, I want to be a member of the police force. That again, goes back historically to be violent, racist, like uh, uh, oppressive. Yeah, but uh, again, there there's definitely problems and, and I'm for a, a full overhaul of the law enforcement system in general, whether that's police, the DEA is, is ridiculous to me. I mean, we have a lot of problems with the FBI, you know, everything. I, I think we need a, a system overhaul, but you still need law enforcement. I mean, like you're almost vouching for anarchy. No, I'm not, I'm not vouching for anarchy because yeah, first of all, there are so many first world countries where cops don't carry guns. So if you look at the, the percentage of crimes that cops even enforce on a general basis, almost like 5% of them are violent. One, a cop on average one year makes a misdemeanor arrest. It's, it's all fucking little shit. You don't need a gun to go out and enforce I homeless people. Okay. You can disagree all you want. It works in England. It works in other countries. You don't need a gun. They to also enforce. don't have the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms for their citizens, which we do. Okay. And, 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 and so you're saying that we need to have a gunfight? I didn't say that. But if the private citizens of this country are allowed the option to protect themselves, then also the arresting officers should be allowed. I mean, I, I think, you know, we're going off on tangents. These are different issues. But I think even why we're having this whole protest is by the a way, example. Yeah, by the way, he, the he, idea, wasn't, he wasn't killed by a gun. Right. He was killed right. by asphyxiation and, and, and a cop putting a knee on the back of his head. And, 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 you, and you know why the girl who videotaped the whole thing didn't punch him in the face and get him off the guy who was asphyxiating? Because a guy was standing there with a gun. That's why. You don't necessarily, by the way, there, we brought in the National Guard. We brought in, we, we bring in outside force all the time. We bring in SWAT teams. We bring in the military. Why, do, why does the guy that's out on Venice Beach whose job it is is to keep homeless people from sleeping on the sidewalks, and he doesn't even do that job well, need a gun. Again. Why is a my, traffic cop need a gun? My response would be if citizens have that right, it's not about being a gun off. But who knows? I, I, I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong either. I, I, I mean, certain countries have it. Obviously, We've been abroad. I lived in Spain for a semester. The police there. Again, I'm not saying all assholes, but if you signed up for that job in the first place, there's something inside you that says, I want to be a part of that system, which everybody knows is broken. Well, look, I, th I think a lot of people are coming from different reasons why they want to do law enforcement. And some are good and some are bad and some are misleading and it's just a system which again I, we can at least both agree and i think a lot of people at this point just needs a serious overhaul and i i really liked what cornell west said last week and i agree with a lot of things he says and i, and I 
sometimes disagree too, but I think he's a well-spoken guy and, and he's very articulate and he's, he's really smart. But I thought he made a great point when he said, you know, we had Barack Obama, we had Eric Holder, we, we had a black president, we had a black attorney general and a black head of Homeland Security and nothing changed. Like, like, yeah. And Barack Obama uh, gave billions of dollars to police forces around this country for military grade weapons to be using. Like this is, I 100% agree. This, this, I've said it before and I'll say it again. This doesn't have anything to do with Donald Trump. The only thing that this has to do with Donald Trump, which I approve of, is people going, yeah, fuck this dude too. Which is what, what, which is the reason that I'm excited that he's president. Because people should have been saying that about the president when Obama was giving military grade weapons to the police. Fuck this guy too. Yeah. Well, I, I think sometimes you need something like this to legitimately overthrow the system because the system isn't working. And, and, and I thought basically that's the point of what something like Cornell West was saying on CNN was basically the system has failed us. And it, it has. It, it's, the, these are not new things. And I think, I think, I just want to encourage everybody from my standpoint is that just try to listen to people. I know I sound all lovey dovey and say, oh, okay, Ruther, it's all easier said than done. But, but I, but I really mean it. I, I think it's important to listen to others and to hear what they have to say and other people's viewpoints and to put it in perspective. And then we're going to get into the Drew Brees thing. Cause I think that's something maybe that he's failed to do is that we talked about the riots of 1968, Joe Martin, you know, Martin Luther King was assassinated. We talk about Rodney King beatings, 1992. You know, that's 28 years ago. Nothing has changed. And that's my point, guys. If you follow the course of history, if you understand history, nothing has changed. And that's why these things are coming out. And that's why it, it's just, it's, it's built up. And that's where we're at now. And that's why I want to bring up the Drew Brees thing, because I don't think Drew Brees is a terrible person. And we might disagree on this. And but I, but I think he's just very tone deaf and very misguided when he says not standing during the national anthem is somehow offending the flag and his grandfather. It's just, you just, you sound very misguided. But you, uh, it goes back to the thing, and I hate to say it, but we have, you know, we've been talking about this since Colin Kaepernick did it in the first place. And a lot of people who reach out to us say this and a lot of people and we like that more than being tone deaf, you're actually deaf. You're physically deaf. Colin Kaepernick said day one, it has nothing to do with the, the troops. It has nothing to do with patriotism it has nothing to do with anything he said from day one what it was about so if you're even talking about the military in this you're, you're deaf. Not. you're an asshole you're an you're asshole well, 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 well you're you're lost and you're misguided and you're misinformed no and you're an I asshole because your teammates said it from day one, you were there. You were having conversations with people about what it was about. Drew Brees kneeled. Drew Brees kneeled on the same sideline with his teammates. He heard it, and he made the decision. So for him to still say that now, he's knowingly 
and willingly saying something that he has already had a conversation with teammates about, and he's knowingly and willingly saying something he knows is false. Obviously, he issued an apology today, which we all saw coming. Um, look. Because guess what? Colin Kaepernick is a better man than Drew Brees a million times over because even when Colin Kaepernick faced his career and his contract and everything on the line, he still didn't back down. Took Drew Brees 12 hours to back down. Drew Brees think, is an asshole and a coward. Well, I, look, the about face is obviously damage control. Um, I've thought about this a lot because people can change. I've changed. I mean, I'm on record, and I'll say it right now because people probably maybe not have heard that. When all this started in 2016, I was dismissive on this very show. Yeah. I, I am on record in 2016 saying, what the hell is the kneeling going to do? Oh, that doesn't accomplish anything. You and I argued over that. I was on record. Well, I was wrong. And I can say, I can admit that right here. I was wrong. And it clearly has done something. And it started from that, a, a massive movement. And, and, and a lot of movements, obviously, were started from that. Or kind of like the seed, right, that was planted for maybe a Black Lives Matter and other groups and other movements. So, that, so I was wrong. And to me, that's the troubling thing about... Drew Brees is that I can admit when I was wrong on things. I can admit when, hey, maybe I was maybe I was misguided, and I was. Maybe I'm misinformed. Maybe I'm not putting myself in other people's shoes or seeing from their vantage point. That's what's so concerning for somebody like him that that he doubled down yesterday. Like like he doubled down on. I, his- I think I, I think the most concerning thing about it is that the guy who's interviewing him really made sure to express explicitly what he was asking and drew Brees blew through those stop signs he was like we're talking obviously police brutality is at the forefront of the conversation in the nation right now nfl players in the past have taken a knee in opposition of police brutality to speak out against brutality it seems clear that players are going to do that again with what's happening how do you think and he goes right to my grandfather's in the military and whatever he had a receiver open downfield he had an e the 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 reporter said an illegal pick play to free michael thomas over the middle and drew Brees turned and drop kicked the ball backwards into the stands he couldn't have like Follow the fucking play, dog. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, I mean, the, the after effects of this, obviously, he issues the apology, which I've been critical in the past of you, you can't win, of when people say, oh, the apology is too late. So, look, I'll say this about his apology. I think it's – personally, I think it's lame. I'm not going to sit here and judge him. I, I don't know. But like you don't like I'm not gonna sit there and judge him for putting up an oil painting of a black hand shaking a white hand. Okay, okay, okay. Fair. Highly edited Instagram post. He was like, Hey, 
I mean, did he put up a Craigslist ad for a white model and a black model and have them come to his house and take a picture of it with like the cartoon app filter? Fair enough. Fair enough. But what I was saying was I was going to just like, like, I don't know deep down if he is going to change or if maybe he had any sort of revelation last night. I'm assuming probably not. Because again, he had already doubled down on his comments. When, Mal when, Malcolm, Je when Malcolm Jenkins told him to shut the fuck up, and when when Ed Reed called him a sucker ass, I've just, I've never, I, I watched a lot of opinions on this. Right, I read so many tweets. I'm sure you did. You watched so many videos of both current and former NFL players, current and former NFL coaches. You know, everybody from like a Tony Dungy to like you're saying. Malcolm Jenkins, to Ed Reed, to Martellus Bennett. And, and you read all this, and the conclusion I've come to as far as the situation, I've never seen anything like this, Joe. Have you? Like, I've never seen someone be so lost, and I've never seen a backlash like this so quickly from a top 10 – like, he's a top 10 quarterback. I mean, it's just – it's he's a top seven quarterback of all time all time so and i guess my and everybody who's screaming like look at what he's done for new orleans over the years look at what it first of all all these guys the drew breezes the manning brothers tom brady like brett Favre, joe montana like these guys who are like beyond an athlete because they did it so long and for and so well they have so much fucking money. Dude, the idea of giving – like, LeBron James is building fucking schools. Like, the idea that that somehow buys him some sort of free pass to take a question that is prefaced numerous times about – we're talking about police brutality here. And for him to talk about his fucking grandfather's military service, like, dude, you fucked up and – and honestly, I, we have to shout out our boy, Robert Latow from Black Sports Online, who did a half-hour Instagram Live yesterday that is now on his Instagram at BSO as an IGTV story, where he's like, I've been telling you guys for years that Drew Brees is a fake fucking you know, supporter of any cause, that he's a MAGA guy, that he's hyper-Christian, aggressively like supporting certain things that he like was part of a pyramid scheme. Like Robert goes a deep dog. Yeah. And I watched it. You sent it to me, obviously Robert, good friend of the show. And I think he does great work and you don't have to always agree with everything he says, but I, I think what I like and about what, Robert basically, is basically what he says about the, the support Drew Brees has given in New Orleans and after Katrina and all the things he's done is he's like, these guys do that for their brand. And he, yeah. basically, he basically accused Drew Brees of doing that for his brand, not for the cause. And he said, he's a guy, he's a Trumper or whatever. And he even, he even uh, criticizes Brees while, uh, you know, sort of propping up Tom Brady saying Tom Brady took heat for having a MAGA hat in his locker and has since then distanced him from everything because he's like, I ain't trying to stand for whatever this guy stands for, even though we were friends in the past. 
Meanwhile, like he says, Drew Brees is chilling with Donald Trump. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of bad looks. And, and I think you have a valid point in saying, you know, just because you donate $5 million or you've done a lot of stuff doesn't mean you still can't be toned. Like, like what, what I'm fascinated by is I'm always interested in the, the, the social aspect and the psycho- psychological aspect. Like, let's take the team, right, Joe? The team dynamic of the, the New Orleans Saints. He's around these guys all the time. And a lot of players are. And I think we're realizing that maybe a lot of these guys aren't as close as you seem. And I think, in a way, we were critical of the last dance. But I think it showed that. Like, I think it's a prime example. Dennis Rodman never hung out with Michael Jordan off the court. Never hung out with Scottie Pippen. Right? Like, they were a cohesive, great unit on the court. Off the court, they're different people. And I think that's what we're seeing now with some of these tone-deaf athletes that, hey, just because you're a white quarterback that plays with majority black men doesn't mean you're having these conversations or doesn't mean that you have any sort of understanding of where they come from. And I think that's evident by his remarks yesterday. Right. And I think that there's a whole there's so many levels to this. First of all, no one who's a reasonable person thinks that Drew Brees should be blackballed from the NFL because he had a shitty opinion. Now, yeah, I agree. Now, obviously, a lot of the people who think Drew Brees' opinion wasn't shitty have supported the blackballing of somebody for having an opinion that they deemed shitty. So there's a lot of layers to this. And yes, there is, you know, th- there is the fact that Drew Brees probably Drew Brees and Michael Thomas probably don't go fucking eat crawfish together on the weekends in New Orleans. You know, they're probably not in the same friend group. That being said, if you're if we're talking about another topic and the idea that, you know, the white quarterback on your team feels this way and the black running back feels this way and your Mexican left tackle feels this way, of course that's going to happen. But if we're talking about something that already the NFL already had to tackle in the form of like a major kind of I don't want to say it was a scandal, but like in a major moment for the NFL. Uh, where Drew Brees ended up kneeling. Like, this has been talked about in the locker rooms, and this has been talked about how do we handle this. The idea that after all that, Drew Brees still does this is proof that Drew Brees is just dumb. Yeah, it's it's like I said. That's why I brought myself up, Joe. It's like I look at myself four years ago, and I look at myself now, and I think I've I've changed a lot personally, spiritually all those things. Right. And I just, I try to compare myself because he hasn't to him and he hasn't changed. And, and, and that's, what's, it's, what's disconcerting. And 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 I'll be honest, I'll be serious here for a minute. Like we texted a lot about it yesterday, but the, 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 the comments that we received on Instagram, I posted three posts about this yesterday. There's truth in comedy, right, Joe? And at the end of the day, they're still memes. They're jokes. But there's always truth in them. The comments that we received on our Instagram page from definitely non-listeners are so disheartening. Like, that's the word I'll use. It's disheartening. Because we didn't get those on Facebook. We didn't get those on Twitter. The people who are just so lost, and a lot of them young high school kids, 
It's troubling. It, it, dude, in, Instagram is the Instagram is a playground for dipshit teenagers. Like that. That I mean, it's it's a keyboard warriors fucking amusement park. They love to sit there behind a picture of not them, behind a picture of you know Kermit the Frog or a cartoon fucking frog or Pepe the Frog or their dog or their whatever and tell you what's going on in the world. And it's like, bro, you're 17 years old. You have no fucking idea what's going on in the world. Well, and, and, and I'm glad you said that. And you know what? I, and you know what? I didn't either. I, didn't I was either. just going to say, uh, thanks for saying that. I thought about that yesterday during my run because I was, I was looking at all the comments and both you and I were battling with some people and people were just so uneducated. They're so ignorant. And most people don't even know that Colin Kaepernick kneeled because a Green Beret told him it would be more respectful and he actually heeded his advice and started kneeling because before he was sitting on the bench. A lot of people don't even know that. Again, it's just ignorance. And I did think about myself at 17, and you're right, and I'm glad you said that, Prano, because I was the same way. I don't even want to know what I would have posted if I had an Instagram account when I was a sophomore, junior in high school. I was a dumb shit. I hadn't experienced anything in life. I've been and, living under and, my- and honestly, and honestly, to come full circle on what, we're all, what, what everybody's talking about, here, here's what I'll say, because you know I've been criticized for how I view certain people and everything that's going on here. And, oh, you're an asshole about cops and whatever. When you're 17, you know what you're doing? You're hanging out. You're having a good time with your friends. It's summer. You're about to be a senior in high school. You're about to go off to college or whatever. Just think about, like, because I, I know we have high school kids who listen. I know we have college kids who listen. I know we have kids who are under 21 who listen. Just think about yourself at a barbecue when, when everything opens up or a party, a high school or a college party, you're in the backyard, you're hanging out, somebody's parents are out of town, you're drinking some beers, you're playing some flip cup, you're playing this dice game that I see all over the place these days, you're playing cornhole, there's a band going, maybe people are smoking a little pot, and somebody yells, cops. If you're the guy, if you're Mr. Like, we have to... I want you to be the one that sticks around and shakes their hand for their service when they come in. Don't scatter. Don't run away from your high school party. Be like, you guys are just doing your job. Thanks for being here, officer. That's a good point. I like that. It's true. And I can't reiterate this enough. I am so sick and tired of this fake patriotism bullshit. You're just as bad as the social justice warrior who whines and complains about everything, the PC police, you're the same person. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick of these people. It is disrespectful. No, it's not. You, you, don't, you don't know shit. It's, it, it's just a bad take. And I'm just going to say, it's just a bad take. If you think someone peacefully kneeling is disrespectful, you don't know the meaning of disrespect. They're not taking a shit on the flag. They're not wiping their ass with it during the national anthem. It's a peaceful kneel. I'm just so sick and tired. Like people are so dumb and brainwashed. Take a step at, take a step back. And, Look and, at reality. And the, and, and the reason the Green Beret told Colin Kaepernick that and he explained it is that 
When, is, when has kneeling ever been disrespectful? Kneeling is the ultimate sign of respect. We kneel before God. We kneel before kings. We kneel to get fucking knighted. We kneel, like, you kneel to pray. You kneel, Great like, point. The, yeah. the, the, idea, the idea that kneeling, you kneel over a fallen soldier, you kneel at a gravesite, you kneel like, are you kidding? The idea of kneeling being disrespectful, you're just stupid. You are. And that's a great point. And that's great context. It really is. Kneeling is the ultimate. Tim Tebow is disrespecting the refs every time he scores a touchdown. I, I, I just. I don't know, and, man. Guess like, what? and guess what? Not everybody has the same opinion that you do about the American flag. I don't give a shit if you do light the flag on fire. I don't give a shit if you do wipe your ass with a flag. I don't give a shit if you use the biggest flag you can find and use it as a painter's drop cloth at your house. I don't give a shit. And we can all have different opinions, and, and that's fine. And I'm all for that. And people are so lost. Just because we're being critical of Breeze – doesn't mean he can't have his own opinion. Like you said, I'm not asking for him to be blackballed from the league. I'm not asking for that. Guys, but we're just saying you also have to be cognizant of those opinions. And if it's a bad opinion, you're going to get called out. If you think that kneeling is disrespectful, you should be called out. It's also it's a bad it's, thing. It's, it's also not even like, if, let's set aside, like, this is why Drew Brees' comments were so dumb, is who cares if it's a bad opinion? It's not time for your, that fucking opinion. The, the, the guy served you your opinion on a fucking platter. Just take it. Like, it, this, this is not the time to talk about your grandfather. Yeah, and, and that's a great point, too. Um, know your time and place. Be aware. Like, I'm really curious, Joe, and I think it might ultimately be fine, but what is the state of the New Orleans Saints when season starts? And obviously, it's June. A that's lot can change. That's why Drew Brees is extra dumb. Dude, you're in the locker room. You know what the makeup of your players is. How could you possibly think, after with everything that's going on, with everything you've already experienced, you already kneeled with them, man. You already did it. We've got the receipts. We've got the picture of you kneeling. You already caved in. How, now, do, you I, not, how do you not know that this is going to be divisive? Yeah, look, I, I think and, – And, Andy, the answer to that is he's the white quarterback who gets put on all the posters and gets put on all the things and, is held, and probably has his own meeting room and his own locker room and his own whatever – because he's the quarterback and they're just the players. Well, look, I'm not saying the Saints are done because I think a lot can change. Like I said, it's, it's June. Time. It's June. We have a lot of time before the season starts and relationships can be mended and fixed. But this is a deep wound. Does that make sense? Like, like Joe, we've all had those with friends, family, you know, people we've dated, like, Sometimes the wounds are so deep, it takes time. And sometimes time, you don't have that time. And, and they don't. And, and that's the truth. I'll say it right now. I wish I had money on whatever the over-under was for the Saints' wins to place the under before this happened. Because I'd assume this affects them. I mean, I mean it's like people don't realize, and I'm going to bring him in, 
uh, as well, because it's the same thing. I texted you and Tug yesterday. The same thing going on with Denver. Vic Fangio, the head coach, when he says something like, racism doesn't exist in the NFL, when you make such a blatantly ignorant and out-of-touch statement, how do guys want to play for you? How do guys want to play for Vic? How do guys want to play with Drew Brees? I mean, I'm being serious. Like, if I'm a black man and I'm really behind a cause that is probably the biggest cause that they have, I mean, life. the idea of Vic Fangio saying, like, racism exists everywhere. You're racist. I'm racist. Everybody's racist on, to some degree. We all have biases that Agreed. we cannot, that, 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 you know, we weren't born with, that somebody gave us, and that if we're good people and smart people, that we try to remove from ourselves as we go. Great point. The idea that Vic Fangio is saying there's no racism in the NFL – Bro, there's racism everywhere. There's racism yeah. at the Black Lives Matter meetings. There's racism. Everybody is a little bit racist. So to say that, again, you're just being so ignorant and so There's stupid. racism within races. Yeah. Like, like within people's own races, there's issues. You see that all the time. Like, it, it's just, but that's my point. It's just mind-boggling. When you show up, when the saints show up, how, I mean, I'm being serious. How do they mend this? Like, well, is I, that, this... That, that's why I think Drew Brees fucked up multiple times here. Is like, you said it in your own words the first time. The idea that you had a PR statement posted yes. on, your, on, on your Instagram under, uh, you know, the photograph from a elementary school like gymnasium that some five year old <laughs> painted during the 60s civil rights movement on the wall of like, you know, fucking Abraham Lincoln High School in Harlem is absurd. You, you, want, you want your teammates and people who, and fans and just people in general to think that you mean it? Say it in your own words again. Show remorse. I, I agree. And, and obviously I, I had said that on Twitter to somebody. Dude, you know quickly Breeze would have got the respect back from his teammates from the city of New Orleans if he just went and literally said this. I fucked up. I don't know enough about the situation. I haven't talked to enough about my teammates. I haven't put myself in their shoes. Make it a quick statement. Drew Brees at Nick D'Alessandro is available. He can make a video where Ed Reeds goes, you a sucker ass, and you go, look, I hear that. I hear Ed Reed saying I'm a sucker ass, and I would like to, you know. And he takes a video of, you know, Malcolm Jenkins telling him to shut the fuck up. And he's like, look, I hear, I hear this guy. And uh, we're, we've done split screen here because I am going to shut the fuck up. Like the idea that, again, it was super cowardly to backtrack because you feel like it's going to hurt your team or hurt your wallet. And then to do it in the most pussy way you could possibly do it. I mean, what was like, what was the, the, the only thing, like, he was, he was like one, like, I feel like somebody had to talk him out of just putting up an Instagram post that said, I'm sorry, with We Are the World playing over it. <laughs> he brought up his grandfather's fighting in, like, what? 
that literally has no, nothing, nothing to do with what's happening. Literally nothing to do with that. I mean, I mean, it was, it was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. It's, yeah, it was absurd. Especially, like, I don't even want to go down the path of, like, the military taking advantage of poor, uneducated people as well, and therefore the numbers of minorities that serve going up and up and up every year. And God knows how many black people fighting in the wars next to his grandfathers, and how many people, black people, have fought in the wars since then. And, like, it's Serious like, question. Serious question. Do you think Drew Brees even thinks or is aware of all the black soldiers who fought alongside his grandfathers in World War II that then came back and couldn't drink out of the same water fountain? I just... Does he even think about that? No, and the thing is, is that's why I hate the... I hate the reference to my... It's like, bro don't like you don't get to use the military to your advantage when you weren't even in the fucking military we're not even talking about your dad we're not even talking yeah. about, we're, we're not talking you grew up on military bases because your father was in the army or the marines we're you're talking about you're referencing your grand you know whose grandparents were in the fucking military everybody's <laughs> it's a good point Literally everyone thought World War II. This is twenty. This is twenty twenty. Do does anybody know when World War Two was? When our grandparents were fucking teenagers. Yeah. Well, it, it, it'd be like me. Obviously, I have a strong military family from my dad to my two brothers. It'd be like me using that and exploiting it. It it'd be like me getting so bent out of shape when you and I go to a sports event, being like, everybody stand. My brother fought and risked his life against Iraqis. It's like, dude, that has no relation to me. That's what he did, not yep. me. It's, it's, it's the equivalent of saying, I have a black friend. I was just going to say, it's the, I have a black friend, I have a gay friend. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a good path you want to go down. But I'll, but I'll ask, Joe, to bring it back to football. Tampa Bay, obviously, should be better. The Falcons still have Matt Ryan. I'm so, I'm, I do this every year, Andy. I do it every year. <laughs> Just say it. No one's gotten burned by the Falcons more than this guy. <laughs> It's not even Tiva's coach anymore. No one's gotten burned by the Falcons more than this guy. But I'm just saying. The Falcons in, 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 a, in one of the benchmark black cities in America where they're arresting six cops for pulling those kids out of a car and tasing them. You don't see Matt Ryan and Julio Jones calling each other motherfucker on the internet right now. Talented bunch of guys. The, 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 the NFC South up for grabs. <laughs> Everybody do, on the, do every, it. Everybody on the Tom Brady Tampa Bay Bucks. I'm not saying the Falcons win the division, but I'm not saying the Falcons don't win the division. Do the Saints finish behind both 
the Falcons and the Bucks. Dude, there's we're so far from what can happen. I mean, no joke. Would you be like what would your shock factor be on a scale from one to ten? If Michael Thomas said it was a bullshit response and it's him or me. I wouldn't be shocked. I, it wouldn't be a 10. What? It wouldn't be a 10. No. And, and, and you want to hear something else? I wouldn't be shocked if the Saints went 13 and 3 or 6 and 10. Yeah. Because, because I, again, the dynamic of a locker room is so fragile. You have so many egos. And obviously, I'm, I'm really, really ingratiated with that right now as I read Phil Jackson's book, Sacred Hoops, which 100% talks about. That's all, that's all the book is about, is about how do you get a unit as one and how you get everybody to play together. It's and so fragile. And especially in the NFL where there's parity. Dude, you know, how, you know what the difference between 6 and 10 and nine and ten and sixes, it's not that much. Not and, much. And you know what? Look at teams like my Giants or the the run of teams who won Super Bowls there for a while, coming out of the wild card spot. You know what the difference is between ten and six and eighteen and zero? Not that much. Yeah, and it's a great point, and that's why successful organizations like a Patriots or a Bill Belichick, it's like they do get everybody again to buy into this whole system and what drew Brees did yesterday in a quick interview was basically throw all that up in the air i'll be really excited to see how it plays out and uh man gets me excited for football i'll tell you that much i got and, it and, and, uh, before before we move on because i feel like we're on the verge of it i just want to say again uh Listen or go watch Robert Latell's half-hour Drew Brees video. Uh, it made me go full Sam Tripoli. I was like, you know, that pass interference no call, that was a black referee. <laughs> Joe, I see you're back in your apartment. I am. Please I'm tell here. me. Got the Prano 2020 sign up, got the surfboards. Please tell me you got some chilled Miller lights in that fridge of yours. You know what? Let's find out. Let's see what you got. I'm currently sitting here with my favorite water bottle, courtesy of my friends at Miller Lite. I'm running low, but I'm never out. You're never out. Mm. You know, Andy, I forgot it was that day. And, uh, it is 1.30 here, but again, quarantine, curfew, all these things. Yeah. You just, you just reminded me, why haven't I been drinking Miller Lite this whole time? I don't know. I should have been. Thank you for correcting my mistakes. I appreciate it. And the best part, like you said, we have certain restrictions going on in our country right now, is that the Miller Lite can be delivered directly to your apartment in Venice Beach, Joe. Oh, <laughs> you don't have to tell me. I am aware. You've been taking advantage of that. And, guys, we really look forward, now that sports are on the horizon, both Joe and I can see it. We look forward to rejoining each other. And also, over a cold Miller Lite as we watch the sports in the upcoming months. Guys, Miller Lite, the original light beer, 
while you're home. Enjoy a classic available for delivery today. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Speaking of Miller Lite, this is a natural segue to where they are based. I want to discuss Aaron, um, Aaron Rodgers, yeah, yeah, dunking basically all over Drew Brees with his – I mean, that's basically what he was doing, was he not? Yeah, absolutely. Now, Aaron Rodgers. He, he, made, he put out his own tweet, statement, whatever, Instagram. Instagram, he said, a few years ago, we were criticized for locking arms and solidarity before the game. It has never been about an anthem or a flag. Not then, not now. Listen with an open heart. Let's educate ourselves and then turn word and thought into action. Wow. That is a complete dunk and reference to Aaron, or I'm sorry, to Drew Brees, specifically by saying it was never about the anthem or the flag. Now, Martellus Bennett basically took a shot back at Aaron Rodgers saying you linked arms and like that, that wasn't, that wasn't what Colin Kaepernick doing and everybody does this for show and blah, blah, blah. And it is what it is. But I a hundred percent agree with you. He went out of his way to dunk on. Sure. Um, But again, it's uh, like, you know, that was during the whole couple of weeks where it was like, what is everybody going to do? The NFL's tuning into all the things, and like that was their move. And it's like, it's also, it's great for Aaron Rodgers to say, also, take a fucking knee, man. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, I'm reading a lot on it, and a lot of people have strong opinions on a lot of the quarterbacks being silent. And, and I've read a lot of opinion pieces on all quarterbacks, both white and black and how they've handled this. And, and look, I'm not I've, – I've been on record saying, like, I'm not a person to tell someone how they should handle things. Um, that's their prerogative. Um, but I, I think it's either better to – if you're going to stay silent, stay silent. Don't say something like Drew Brees. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like there's different ways that you can handle these situations. Um, if, if you don't want to get involved, that's all I'll say. But also, you know, it's, it goes back to, it goes back to what you're talking about, the locker room and chemistry. It's like, this is a team and you're going out there and it's a, it's a really dangerous game, especially football. Like let's take basketball and baseball and all this stuff out of it. It's a really dangerous game. And one guy takes a playoff because he doesn't like your attitude. You can get really hurt. I mean, yeah. I, I, I can tell you with 100%, you know, real-life experience, I didn't have the injury Alex Smith had, and I ain't wishing my injury on anybody. So we, we all saw what happened to Alex Smith. I'm not saying, obviously, anybody took a playoff to, like, get Alex Smith hurt, but, like, it's a dangerous game out there, man. You need to be on the same side as your teammates. Not about every opinion, you know. One, you know, I'm not saying Drew Brees has to like friends because his whole offensive line likes friends and he likes Seinfeld. But I'm saying when your teammates are coming to you and saying, like, man, this is really important for us right now. If you can't hear that and say, I'm on your side, then you're putting yourself in a pretty dangerous predicament. 
and you're putting yourself in a position to take some L's. And, you know, I just, for the sake, for the sake of the New Orleans Saints and the sake of the league, like, I hope a lot of people recognize that prior to this because a lot of people fucked it up last time. And hopefully this time no one fucks it up. Well, that's, I mean, you bring up a point about injury and as far as somebody taking a playoff, I mean, Drew Brees is locker room fodder for every black defender. I mean, he is. I'm just going to call it what it is. And you see guys already tweeting, already doing Instagram posts. They want to fuck him up. Let's just call it what it is. Dudes want to destroy him because they can't do it in the real world or, or they'll be arrested. But on that football field, they can fuck him up. And, and I really think dudes are going to be coming for him. I don't think that will be – I think maybe they can mend the team relationship and there could be a repaired relationship with the players on the Saints. Good luck against those opponents, though, like you were saying. Good luck when Drew Brees goes to an overwhelmingly black city like Atlanta to play. Good luck, dude. And, and you know, I tweeted about it yesterday and I texted you about it. Where do you think this leaves his $40 million post-NFL Sunday night football broadcasting group? I just can't think that, the, that NBC honors that offer. I think you're right. I, I, I think – I think from a public relations standpoint, it was, it was just whether you agree or don't agree with Breeze, that's not the point. It, it was just, it was too big of an error for what he said. Like, and, I looked, that, and, and I look forward to all the people who said that, uh, the, you know, these teams are a private company and if they don't want to bring somebody in like Colin Kaepernick, who has an opinion that they don't like, that that's their right. I look forward to those people standing by that when NBC takes that offer back and Drew yeah. Brees doesn't get to do Sunday Night Football. Yeah. I want to give a shout-out to a uh, former guest of the show. You and I were talking about it last night because I've really enjoyed his tweets for different perspective. And I think he's not only just a, a well-thought person, I, I think he, he engages with people who disagree with him, which I like but he engages in a very calm and just respectful way. Ryan Grant. I, I think if you guys want to follow any of this stuff or if you want to see different perspectives from somebody, at Ryan Grant 25 on Twitter. And I, I really have enjoyed reading his tweets and what he thinks because, uh, again – I think Ryan is a uh, – I, I don't want to blast athletes here, Joe. I'm going to tread a little lightly. I, but I think a lot of these guys are kind of – they're kind of brutes and they're kind of – you know, they're football players, right? You and I both know this. Sorry, Matt. Oh, it's all good. We've said this from the start. Like, I, I think he's just he's – a, he's a very smart guy, and I think he's got good opinions ever since we met him. And – his Twitter has been a good Twitter, especially as a former athlete who played with Aaron Rodgers, who knows Drew Brees. You know, he's played with these guys, with them or against them. It's just – it's good to have perspective from guys like that who kind of just tell it as it is, but also not with like a fuck you. Like that's not how he does it. 
Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And there, and there are, uh, you know, a bunch of those guys out that, that I think is the thing about this Drew Brees statement. And, and I can, I couldn't agree more. Go follow Ryan Grant. Um, but the, the thing about this uh, Drew Brees thing is that people are people who wouldn't normally speak out on this stuff are doing it. There's outspoken guys and there's freedom fighters and there's just guys who are just generally loud. And, you know, there's the Ryan Grant. I mean, even uh, my boy CJ McCollum yesterday, I was shocked. I just pulled it up. He tweeted, we need more at Aaron Rodgers 12 and less Drew Brees. Ignorance is not an excuse. You have to hand off the ball and throw to those same teammates you refuse to stand up for. That's that's just like something I never would have expected a guy like CJ to tweet, but that's where we're at with it, where it's like the people who would not normally push a button one way or the other are coming out and doing it. Well, and to bring it back to what I said earlier in the show, guys, I can't understate this enough. There is a global protest happening. This is not just the United States. This is across the world. Take it seriously. Just like there was a massive global pandemic. It's the same thing. Like They're not going to shut down an entire economy if corona wasn't real. Nobody wants that. Just like the entire world's not going to basically protest and have these marches unless it's not, you know, if it wasn't real is my point. It's real. This is a real thing. So pay attention to it. So when guys like Drew Brees says that, it's like, dude, have you looked? What's going on right now? And, and, and it was going around again yesterday, and it's not my favorite special, but it was my favorite part of the special. Bill Burr's Kaepernick joke from Paper Tiger was going around yesterday because he, he, he tackles it in 30 seconds. Remind me of that again. He's just like the Colin Kaepernick thing. The guy comes out and says, this ain't about the military. This is about police brutality. And we got to stand up for He's like, and, and guys are going, my, my, my brother served in Iraq. And he's got bone spurs because of it. And he's like, all right, dude, no one's saying your brother's not a good guy. We, he said, this isn't about police brutality. He's like, 9-11, I watched it on TV, and I, you can't talk about this. And he's like, okay, no one's saying 9-11 wasn't wrong. He said this is about police brutality. Like, it, it, pull it up. It, it went around yesterday. People grabbed the clip from the special. Um, he, he nailed it. And, and, and the thing is, Bill Burr is by no means like a bleeding heart liberal, like, guy. He also, my second favorite bit in that whole special, he's trashing – uh michelle people who are like michelle obama's a hero he's like just wait for the first female president if her husband ever tries to talk people are gonna be like this is not your time you shut up you sit down you shut up well like, i'm glad you're right and i'm glad you said because you're right it's not like he's a bleeding heart liberal i mean you saw the backlash again it's like and, I it's, posted, not, and, it, and, it's, and it's not like we're bleeding heart liberals and that's my point i have jay lloyd create a great meme for us. He did a great job with it. I texted you my idea at first. And again, at the end of the day, it's a meme, Joe, right? It's a meme. It's supposed to be comical. It's combining sports with social commentary. But again, there's always truth in comedy. 
J. Lloyd does a great job creating a meme, and, and these, these assholes on Instagram are so quick to call us liberal, liberal bitches. Like, you know nothing about us, and this is the problem. And, and this, is, this is why we're at where we're at. People don't want to accept talking to somebody else. They don't want to hear different perspectives. They don't want to even attempt to learn something. And, and, and anyone who's so dismissive of what's going on is you're just an asshole and you're just ignorant. There, I said it, Joe. It makes me happy. <laughs> As I wear my Bill Walton Pyramid of Success t-shirt. Can we just all get along, guys? Jesus. You know, it's it's funny, Andy, because Lachlan Patterson and I, when we used to do the Kooks of Comedy, I used to say something that would enrage him. And what I said is, racism is almost over. And he was like, how dare you? Like, oh, my God. And I'm like, you know what? Here's the thing. In the grand scheme of things, uh, considering it's been since the beginning of mankind, I'm sure that there has been some sort of racism. We're way closer to the end than we are to the beginning. And he used to be like, what about cops? Kill? I go, bro, you, you, I, you're talking to Mr. Cops are fucking racist pieces of trash. Like no one's more on that. I, no one's stumped that harder than this guy. But my point is, is, and I would always say to him, because he'd always bring up something ha that ha just happened, and he'd be like, what about this? What about Ferguson? What about blah, blah, blah? And I'm saying, I said to him, it's always darkest before the dawn. And the idea, don't, don't, if you're out there, don't get, um, you know, don't feel like we're in a bad place because cops are murdering people in the street still, and, and it's being caught on video. Because you're absolutely right, that is terrible. But that group is going to get smaller and smaller and smaller as the other group that is marching around the world gets bigger and bigger and bigger. This, is, this isn't a sign that something terrible happened. This is, this is something incredible happening in response to something terrible happening. Yeah, and, and I think the people who are so vehemently against what's happening, the protest, and again, I keep saying protest because the protest and the rioting and looters, those are different things. You're a piece of shit if you're a rioter or a looter. Those are completely different than protest. But I think those people who are against it, they're just grasping for straws at this point. Like, they really are. Like, like you just don't have, you know, a foot to stand on at this point. You just don't. And again, this is a global protest. Cities, countries around the world. This is not just the United States of America. So on that note, Joe, now, is there anything else? What, what has happened with Jake Fromm? You know any of this? Yeah, I saw it. I, I, I didn't, I don't want to speak on things that, I, that I'm kind of not fully aware of. He had some nope. texts. Bill's cube, rookie QB Jake Fromm is in danger of getting cut after text leaked of him saying guns should be expensive so only elite white people can get them. Yeah, I didn't really – I saw that headline, but I didn't read the – I'm looking right now, actually. I've pulled up his text. So I thought we were talking about lots of stuff, but no, guns are good. They need to let me get suppressors. Just make them very expensive so only elite white people can get them. Ha ha. 
And then whoever he's talking to says, bro, what? Whoa, do you think you're an elite white person? I'm like, whoa, ha ha. Wow. So he's saying, I'm looking at it right now. So he says, no, guns are good. They need to let me get, they need to let me get suppressors. Who are the suppressors? Suppressors meaning like muzzle suppressors, meaning a silencer. Oh, just make them very expensive so only, only elite white people can get them. Oh, boy. Uh, TMZ.com, our boy's at it again. Uh, NFL's Jake Fromm apologized for saying only elite white people should have guns. Yeah. Man. <laughs> this is a great tweet. Somebody goes, Jake Fromm forgot rule number one of social media. Each day on Twitter, there is one main character. The goal is to never be it. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. I'm, I'm looking at Robert Latow, Black Sports Online. I mean, he is just, he's unstoppable. Robert tweeted, we got to do, we got to do a Black Sports Online headline because, you know, that's what Robert's known for. He tweeted two hours ago, Bill's QB, Jake Fromm is trending after alleged text messages of him saying, only elite white people should own guns are posted on social media. His reps have hung up on people asking if that's how he truly feels in parentheses, leaked text messages. <laughs> I, I, love, I love this tweet as well, since we're doing the, we all knew Jake Fromm wasn't elite when he made his Twitter name Jake from State Fromm instead of the obviously superior Jake Fromm State Farm. Oh. Yeah, well, he wasn't going to be good. He, he like I, you don't follow college football enough. But the problem with Jake Fromm was, you know, he had a good record as a starter, but he he, he doesn't have the mechanics to be an NFL quarterback. I need. He, I, I I I just look forward to his apology, uh, which is um, an oil painting of that uh, video of the two kids running that the black and the white kid running down the street hugging. Yeah. Remember that? Remember that? The two babies running and hugging each other? Can't I'm gonna, wait. I'm going to need an oil painting of that followed by an elaborate Instagram post. I mean, look, dude, we, we all say dumb shit or people will, will, will say I was, dumb shit. I was saying elite, only elite quarterbacks have guns. You know what I mean? Like uh, a strong arms. That's, uh, uh, that's what I meant. Also, uh, my grandfather was in World War. It was in the Korean War and uh, he was in he was in the A team, which is an elite group of soldiers. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I gotta go. I heard he's gonna offer up his mom as a, as a, as a, as a, uh, a solution to this. Have you seen his mom? No, is she hot? No, oh, she's smoking hot. Total MILF. He's gonna offer her up at a uh, Black Lives Matter rally. <laughs> to like, literally. Like, like the Lion King? To literally take one for the team. Did you, did you see that video? I tweeted it out on things white people like. Did you see the video of, of the woman going up to cops saying uh, she would fuck them if they quit? I love it, dude. By the way, Cuck the Police has taken on, like, there, there, it, there's so many layers to this now. There's, there's that lady saying she would fuck the police if they would quit. Uh, uh, Stavros is a comedian from New York. He got in on the base saying he'll go down on cops' wives while they're out 
hurting people. I, Cook the police is it's gonna be like run the jewels. Like I, I need I need the guy from fucking uh, you know what's one call it? Who they get? Who they get to to drop in on the thing? The guy from Rage Against the Machine. I need I need the guy from Rage Against the Machine on a Cook the Police verse. We need this. This is gonna this is going viral, bro. Hey man, it's your baby. You got to organize it. I know. I th- I'm thinking about taking. I'm thinking about talking to Nick and getting that clip of that girl and getting getting a couple tweets, making a cuck the police video, maybe even a website. Who can tell? I was actually thinking about hitting up Nick. You know, now that I'm basically Midwest bound, maybe maybe visit him. He's by a lake or something. See if I have an invite to the uh, Delisandro household. Bring him. Bring him a new Wi-Fi router. <laughs> No, I'm bringing him actual Wi-Fi. Like, yeah. like he doesn't have Wi-Fi. Nope. He'll he'll never hear that joke because he's still downloading the episode from four weeks ago. <laughs> on, his, on his on his landline. Classic. Speaking of that, I got a text. I, 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 got a, I, tried, I tried to call him the other day, but I got the I got the fax machine. Like, I got a text. I'm looking at it right now. I got a text from Tug. Uh, at your place, you're all good. Okay. Thanks for the update, cool. Todd. Thanks for the update, Todd. Joe, it's been a fun show. Interesting, informative. I hope, I hope people, again, are there with uh, open minds. Listen to us. Hear us out. I have no problem discussing these matters on the social media at Andy Ruther or at The Dirty Sports. At Joe Prano on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, at Joe Prano on Venmo. Um, I, I'll leave you with something I mentioned in the middle of the show. I'll, I'll leave you with my final thoughts on this. Uh, you know, summer's arrived. If you're, uh, if you're under 21 and you're out, uh, enjoying a couple beers on the golf course or on your boat or on your dock, just think about the idea of somebody saying the word cops loudly and how that'll make you feel. If you're over 21, smoking a little joint in a state where maybe it's not legal or you don't have a medical license out on your boat or on a dock. Just think about the idea of saying somebody saying cops. Unless you're sticking around to shake those guys' hands, think about what it is in our country that just the word that describes a community instills fear in you, makes you want to run and hide, um, and also the idea that they've kind of always been policing things that we can all agree are probably things that don't need policing. So uh, that's, you know, there's a lot of uh, issues going on right now that are coming to the forefront all together. I am on and have been on ever since, well, for a long time, ever since I drove a car around New York City that was like a typically a black guy's car, ever since I was had two cops kneeling on my back in the Port Authority, I've been on the... Uh, the cops have too much power. We need major police reform. There's a million things popping up right now that are trying to get support and money um, regarding police reform. So that's my that's my cause of the day. That and fuck Drew Brees. All right. So we're going to end on that. Guys, thanks for supporting the show. Thanks for uh, leaving Instagram comments for me to battle with. Always fun with my time. Guys, be safe this weekend. And most importantly, stay dirty.